charged energy. Put in your booby rocks. Live your best life. Keep doing you. this week so we have a fun uh interview this week with our buddy beth snap and yep i'm super excited she's here um she's a musician uh we've seen her in concert a few times and we're super excited that you're here (laughs) thanks for having me (laughs) so before our show beth and i were talking about just like how crazy energy is right now and whoo so if you feel like you're flipping your lid, like it's just, it's kind of normal right now. That is definitely normal. And also maybe take a hot second to try to ground yourself. Like, I feel like we all need to do that for Ooh, a second. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But even just more than a hot second, like I'm just, we're going to need a few minutes, I think, for everybody. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. little extra meditation drum that you got over yeah. there. I know. Bang your meditation drums, slap your sticks. I don't know whatever you're doing. Oh yeah, get don't your slap. Out. Get your crystals out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. So being new to the podcast, so everyone, if they've been here for a while, um, I call booby rocks because I put rocks in my bra, and so <laughs> I call them booby rocks. So I'm like, get your booby rocks. See. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So we have one for. That's Laramar. Then we have Ruby and Garnet. And that's nice. kind of like my strength stone. And then, yeah. ooh, Moo Kite. Do you love Moo Kite? It's a good oh, one. I just throw it down. So that's on my left side. But, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So uh, do you carry rocks? Um, I sometimes will carry them with me. I have a a small selection here at the house and I have a pretty nice selection in my office that we use with like shocker balancing and things like that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody here the little bit about you and like some, maybe something that they, well, even if they don't know you, then something that they wouldn't know. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, well, I'm a singer songwriter from Northeast Tennessee. Um, kind of fall under the Americana genre, although I think that's just because I don't even know that my music has a home because people go, that's nice. What do you do? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. Um, <laughs> I do my own thing. Right. Like I should actually solidify that. And I would might actually have more listeners at that point. But um, yeah, uh, a lot, you know, a lot of my songs have like come from like a little bit more of a cerebral experience, I guess. And um, it kind of fits with the fact that I am also, I'm a body worker. I'm a massage therapist and an occupational therapist, um, very into the healing arts. And um, I don't really like to toot my horn very often. I'm not very good at that. But I guess one thing that I am proud of when people listen to my songs is, um, you know, like a lot of them do have a little bit of like a healing aspect to them you know our songs will cover you know 
grief or just different complicated emotions or easy emotions or whatever. But I think a lot of times the, the theme of my music is that um, there's like a little bit of light and dark in everything, you know, mm-hmm. like just kind of the balance. And so that's what I found myself writing about and because that's kind of life, right? Like that's the universal thing. That's what we all kind of, we all feel that, you know, yeah. <laughs> but that might be something that not everybody knows about me. If they know me from the music world that I do, have a business um, called Songbird Bodywork, and um, I absolutely love it. That's awesome. What does the where does Songbird come from? As I have your shirt on today, too. Yay! <laughs> um. Well, first of all, is this a G-rated show? No. Hard, uh, this hard isn't pass. Th- this isn't really a dirty. This isn't a dirty thing, but there's one cuss word. But no, whatever. Well, I, I wish I'm, you would. I know, right? Um, before I ever started like singing out much, and I had a few friends that did sing out, um, they performed um, with some pretty big bands, and I was at a festival, and somebody was like, oh, do you sing? And my friend said, she sings like a damn bird. Oh, gotcha. And so that's why there's a bird on all of my stuff. Yeah. And I had been performing for about 10 years before I opened up this particular business, and I wanted to connect the... Okay. I wanted to make the two businesses by name. Yeah. So, songbird bodywork. Yeah. I love that. That's you can't awesome. be sandbird bodywork, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What yeah. um so when we were at your concert at the down home, um, okay, first yeah. of all, can you just tell the listeners what you put on the tables? Because that was super funny. <laughs> <laughs> so being in Tennessee, anytime that there's a chance of snow. Um, it, game's over, man. And actually, yeah. I'm the same way because honestly, let's be honest. Like, it's it's the perfect excuse. Like, if you have you have plans, but then they're like calling for a chance of snow, it's really easy to be like, oh shucks, can't make it out. It might snow. Let's get in my jammies, you know? Yeah. And so they were calling for snow on on that Friday night, and I was like, oh my gosh, nobody's gonna come. Like, nobody's gonna come. So we put out and. Something on social media, like, forget about your milk and bread sandwiches. Like, please come to the show. And right. so my drummer, actually, my drummer was like, we should totally have bread and milk at our show. And so I went and bought milk and bread, put it on all the tables. Except I will say, I was just going to put it on a few select tables. So I bought bread that I would actually want to eat. So I actually bought organic bread. And then it somehow ended up all on the tables. So I wasted a whole loaf of organic bread for that. Oh, not sure how. It's okay. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. Next time you do that, like put the tip jar out by your merch or something. Right? Yeah. yeah. So bread for the bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but that was super funny. To the show, though. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was such a good time. Oh man. And I will tell you this. I mean, we I know that Josh like came up and was, you know, very excited when you got off the stage to tell you that your cranberries version of their song is amazing. Oh, and uh and we've even seen the cranberries, you know, a few times. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, love your version. Um, you know, it's always a good time. The audience is always like super excited to see you. And what what's your what's your funnest event that you do? Like, where, what's the funnest um, concert that you've done? Oh wow, um, funnest concert that we've ever done. You know, I 
as long as I'm with my band, that sounds like such a cliche answer, but as long as without, if I'm with my band, like right. we do, we do fun things, but yeah. um, consistently the most fun, honestly, we love going to the down home. That's, that's yeah. definitely one that we always enjoy. But then after that, it's kind of, we file it into categories of like weirdest things that happen. You know what I mean? And so it's yes. like, if we can just make memories and be, and we have a show that's like, oh my gosh, remember that one time that blank happened? Yeah. Not necessarily fun in the sense of like, it was a good show, but just like weird stuff happens. Like that's how we Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell the listeners what happened when you were in Europe? <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's that's one. That's a story. So I have this song called The Prince's Dream. And when I would sing it around here, because it was like a coming of age story of growing up in the mountains and the Appalachian Mountains and and like growing into yourself. And for me specifically, like the one thing that always came up when when I was younger is like, hey, maybe act like a lady. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like, <laughs> I was a tomboy. I was like, I sure, whatever. I, what? Um, so it was like understanding that like my coming into what does it mean to be a lady has like this whole other definition and, and whatever your definition of what it is to be a good human in whatever sense that you, you know, find like that it's okay. And <laughs> so when I play that song here and I get to the last line, um, because it says I'll never need the princess dream because I'm a queen. And here it gets a lot of claps because the whole idea is like, forget the fairy tale, forget trying to be the certain thing. Like I'm going to be better than that thing. Right. It turns out when you're in England though, and they actually had a queen at the time, right. I don't even think I got polite claps. And it was like a big festival. It was like an outdoor festival yeah. and people were shouting and, you know, and for all the other ones, but I got like the first two lines in the song and I was like, Oh, I don't think, I don't think this is a good idea, but I already started singing. And so I was committed. And it was like our last song of the set and people are just like, oh. so yeah, I was like, well, note to self. Yeah. yeah. Hey, now we know. Now we know. Now we go we play in the UK. Yeah. Just leave that one out of the set. Don't right. Run. Yeah. So you also do pottery? I do, yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. I started in high school and in college, and then I put it down for like a good decade and then picked it back up. Um, but it's it's been really fun because it's a creative outlet where I can make something, but it's also very functional. It's also been kind of, let's be honest, like a nice merch thing because you might buy a cd or a vinyl one time or you might buy my t-shirt one time but if i have a new mug color you might want it as well and you might buy more than one <laughs> right but but also having like a creative outlet that um can kind of just get out there in the world and not clutter up my house like if i made mugs all the time then i would just have a room full of mugs and that would be yeah. weird but, but yeah just letting a different creative outlet kind of be a different source you know and come out to shows and have new things to put on display and yeah that's awesome and they're dishwasher things so there you go yeah. <laughs> have you ever thought of having a beanie line <laughs> well I did um, okay. last year I made a small beanie line I knitted I had a surgery on my arm and I was out of work for three months okay so I was like what am I gonna do with my time so I knitted a bunch of beanies and sold them yeah um, 
but it took that took quite a while and actually it was it ended up being harder on my hands so I had to kind of lay that down but you know maybe maybe for next year there might be another beanie line coming yeah <laughs> maybe find uh, somebody again just like make them for you yeah that would be better yeah yeah and then maybe you could just put like oh snap on the top of them or something right yeah yep. right yeah, no, I was gonna put my label on on the hats, and then it was just, you know, I'm really yeah. good at up ideas. Execution's not always the best. Same girl, same. I have that myself. Yes, very excited. Lots of like fun ideas, and then I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is great. But you know what's more fun than actually executing the ideas? Coming up with more ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you feel um like when you're doing body work and stuff, do you do any energy work at the same time or are you just focused on more is it massage muscle stuff or yeah um since I was an OT before I became a massage therapist people do come to me a little bit more often for like musculoskeletal problem solving kind of like you know I'm hurting let's fix this kind of sure. thing but I do a little bit of energy work um I can do a little bit of chakra balancing um okay. I've not gotten my certification yet but the, the little bit that I know like I said it just just to kind of open up chakras if something is just feeling a little bit off um yeah I don't do that on everybody if somebody kind of comes in with a certain funky energy I ask permission if I if I can do that and I find that the people that I have done that for they'll come in and be like hey my lower back is killing me and also will you do the pendulum thing again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. So it, it's a yeah. very integrative experience, but that's what I love that I can practice more holistically. So if something more biomechanically needs to be worked on, I can do that. If something more um, energetically needs to be worked on, we can add a little bit of that. Right. Here. And it's just yeah. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if you were sensitive to energy. That's why I asked before we even start talking. I mean, most of the time, that's the people I attract anyway. So well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. No, no, I'm very. I'm very sensitive to energy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, do you find that when you're trying to write a song, do you, does it just come to you? Do you have to have like a create, like what, what's your creative process? You know, the, the creative process for me is if I try to force it, it won't happen. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of people are so dedicated to writing where they spend 10, 20, 30 minutes every day and like get that repetition and, write a lot of crappy stuff, but then like all these great things happen, you know, and I've honestly, I tried that one. I gave that the old college try and it just, it never worked. Man. So it's one of those things that I just, if I try to force it at all, it's not going to happen. So I have to be kind of patient and then just let it happen when it happens. And generally, if I do that, I'll have a song in like, I don't know, 30 minutes. It may have a little tweaking here and there, and some of it honestly feels rather divine. Like I feel like I'll get an idea or a phrase that I don't even know where it came from. Like I kind of don't even want to take credit for it. And right. It just comes. And I might write six songs in a few months or I might go six months without writing anything. And yeah, things to balance out. So, you know, I don't necessarily love that process, yeah. but that <laughs> is my process. So I, we're just gonna, you know, surrender to it and accept it. Yeah. That's amazing too that you're even aware that that is the process, you know, instead right. of forcing it. Because if you're not in flow, then that's exactly what'll happen. It'll just yeah. be blocked. And I wish I was better at that. Like, I wish I was more like the people that can kind of create their flow a little differently, like that with that repetition. Like, I admire that, I'm a little jealous of it, but that's just it's not going to be me. Yeah. 
they do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's super funny. I don't want to sound cliche either with the question, but do you have a favorite song of, of all the songs that you've written? Do you have a favorite? Oh, of mine. Of yeah. mine. Short answer, what do I like personally? The answer is actually no. But if I had to actually, if I have to answer the question, <laughs> um, I wrote a song a long time ago called Grime and Grace. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it from kind of being... I kind of come out of the other side of a bad situation. Yeah. And so that song was like particularly vulnerable for me and a little scary in the beginning to perform out. Yeah. People connected with it so much. And so it's, it's not even that it's my favorite song, but my favorite thing, especially when we play these listening room um, venues where people are familiar with my songs, that's the one that I see most people singing with me. Yeah. Um, like when, and when I see people singing the words and I see that it like meant something to them, then mm-hmm. that makes it very valuable to me. Yeah. A lot of your music, I love to just turn it on and it's such great messages, inspirational. You know what I mean? It's just like feel good music. And mm-hmm. just knowing that your your energy and your vibe and just of the whole band. I mean, you're, oh, I just got chills. Like you're. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My band should give you chills. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're, first of all, they're super funny, right? Yeah. I mean, they are so funny. I don't know if they know that, but I thought they were hilarious. Oh, no. Band practices are like some of my favorite times in the world just because when people just start telling stories and, yeah. and get stories, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, and uh, have you guys just all met like just in walks of life or did you, were you looking for certain people or how did, how is that? So I guess the band member that's been with me the longest, well, the two band members that have been with me the longest is Jason Crawford, who plays banjo and mandolin, and then Justin Short, who's on drums. Um, I came across them when I was first, for my first album release, which I think was 2000, I don't even know, 14? I don't know, something like that. Um, And I knew them through other people, so they they kind of just they were coming for this one show, but we had such a good time. It's like, hey, let's you want to do it again? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and then we had a different bassist at the time. I had some other different people that have kind of come and gone. And and then Jay Farmer, who's on bass, when we were looking for a new bassist, he was originally living in Knoxville. I had known his in-laws for years, but he just happened to move back to the area. And I remember we were like, oh, if we could find somebody like Jay, Jay probably doesn't want to. He's too good. You know? <laughs> He did, and he stuck with us this whole time. And, and um, but everybody just, I don't know, like, I have been very blessed. I've heard very different stories. You know, a lot of bands, you'll hear things about drama and and difficult personalities. But I think I just have the biggest group of, like, huge-hearted yeah. guys. And, and they are funny, and they are humble, and they are talented. Yeah. They're more rational than me that's very helpful you know <laughs> like they, they balance me out and I don't I don't know how I got that lucky to be honest but yeah yeah there's a chemistry on stage and people tend to be gravitated towards that and that makes me feel good because they they deserve so much credit and attention to you know that's awesome it really is just so cute I feel like you guys are just like a little family up there and we just have this like little snapshot of like, we're just watching you guys, like, you know, like Beth fighting with her brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just got chills again. <laughs> no, they very much are my brothers. They are my yeah. family. Yeah. yeah. So great. Oh, man. 
and then um sometimes you have like guests visitors yeah. for your band sometimes when you're doing yeah. concerts we um yeah sometimes just if it's fun like you know hey let's do it um and there's been a lot of happenstances from that. I guess the show that you were at in um, January, we had Carson Peters join us. Mm -hmm. That all just started because I had sung some harmony on one of Carson's um, albums. And at the very last minute, we were playing a bluegrass festival and Jason couldn't make it. And it was like, who can we hire? And I thought, there's no way that Carson's going to be at this festival. Let's see if he's around. And he did it. And he did such a good job. And he oh. was like, hey, do that again sometime. And so then that brought in, you know, did the down home and I feel yeah. like there's been so many opportunities like that that are just they're more than coincidence and for some reason it just it fits and yeah so whenever we have opportunities to have guests and it just works and they all seem to kind of have the same vibe that we do and makes for a good time yeah absolutely and it's it's fun too because I feel like it never interrupts your vibe of like being genuine and of what you have going on you know sometimes sure. when you have somebody and they just don't kind of mix and yeah. I just feel like everybody that you've ever had has always just been an amazing addition yeah, yeah yeah I have been incredibly blessed to just have all of these crazy talented musicians around me but I think what is the most important part of that is they're just insanely good humans mm. and Right. You know what I mean? Like you can be the most talented person, but that when you're missing that element, I don't know. I mean, like it's still impressive, but then when you find these people that are just like I said, like they're good humans and they project it out on the stage too. It, right. It makes it a more authentic experience. I think. Yeah. Have you ever and you I'm not asking for names, but just in your experience, have you ever met somebody that you were shocked that they were a crappy person? Oh yeah. 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 There was one in particular, and I will not say a name, but I opened yeah. for a very famous folk singer, and I was so excited. And she was awful to the venue and oh. took over the green room. Like, I didn't have anywhere to hang out or whatever, and I tried to just be nice and just introduce myself, and that wasn't going to work. And I remember I was on stage, and I was playing, like, 45 minutes or something, but the audience it was one of the first times because I hadn't been playing all that long, but the audience really started connecting with me. And it was just like, the, it was making sense. It was just this solo show. Yeah. And I saw her come on the wings. And I remember it kind of boosted my confidence and I'm glad it did at the time, but I was like, Oh, she's actually listening to me. Wow. That, that means so much. <laughs> Found out later on, she was actually getting mad that the audience was responding to me and was trying to get the, the, the stage director to pull me off. <laughs> Oh if I had known that, I mean, because my confidence wasn't great at the time anyway, like I would have died if I had known that. So it just cracks me up that in this moment, I'm like, oh, she's listening to me. And it probably made me perform even better. Yeah. And it turns out she was actually wanting me to leave. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. We were, we were at a concert one time and this is back when we took physical cameras and we, we lived in Michigan. And so we had a ton of music venues up there, right? We were at music venues all the time. And, um, we went to one concert and, um, the artist, the girl in the front row was taking a picture of her and she said, Hey, can I see your camera? Like right in the microphone and grabbed her camera and yanked all the film out of it. And I was like, how about just say no cameras instead of being a turd? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I remember that. And this is like an artist I love. And I mean, I love her. And right. it like just broke my spirit. You know what I mean? Because this girl is so excited about being in the front row. And I'm sure, I mean, she was a younger girl too. And it like hurt I my probably love that artist. And so it like right. embarrassed her, broke her heart, you know, like all these crazy things. Oh my gosh. I know. I think that was my biggest fear. Not, not that I was going to be some famous person, but I think that was my biggest fear to just be meeting people and they're just real people, you know, but at the same time, when you, when you have a perception of somebody and you think they're amazing. And then when you find out they're terrible person, and treat people yeah. first of all I would never even talk to my dog you know the way that I've heard some people talk to you know or even treat I can't even imagine going somewhere and not making somebody feel comfortable right ever yeah, yeah. oh gosh. yeah I mean I've definitely had moments not necessarily as a musician but also probably as a musician where you know I look back and I'm like yeah I was tired and cranky and I could have done better with, with that interaction but I've never wanted to actually elevate myself to feel like I'm more superior than anybody. Right. I think I'm probably more the opposite. I'm the one that's going to like cower down, you know, but um, there's actually a happy medium just staying where you are. That's what you should do. But I don't understand how people can do that and how, you know, and sometimes they truly think they are better. Sometimes they are just hurting and projecting and there's like all kinds of things going on with them. And I get but like, I don't know. I I'm with you. Like, I don't know how that would even feel or register to, to want to do that. To yeah. I, I honestly wouldn't even, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I'm, I'm this a hundred percent of the time, right? Like, I mean, I wake up like this, you know, when I go to the credit <laughs> union, I just say, Hey, I'm drunk, you know, and then, <laughs> which is funny. Cause I don't drink. That's why they're always like, what should you be driving? <laughs> They're like, it's 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> right. Right. So I usually come in there. It took a very long time. I will say it takes some time to convert some people here. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I worked on this, this, the same credit union people for good five years solid. And finally, they started laughing. Finally. I mean, I got it. I broke them. <laughs> Get that goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I just peel out and pull up to the the drive through and ask for a dog biscuit and then just peel out of there. Like, <laughs> I mean, you got to keep them thinking. I mean, yes. Yes. who just comes in for a biscuit, right? Everyone's there for money or you know transactions or. No, I had a cousin when he was itty bitty. He got very upset because he went up to the bank teller and he ordered French fries and. <laughs> And you know, you get the dum-dum if you're a kid. And like, that was a meltdown. And so even to this day, my husband and I, like, we'll go up to the drive through window yeah. and like, really to ourselves, go pinch pies, please. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Pinch pies. So, I get it. Oh, oh, man, that'd be amazing if they did put French fries, like in the little sucky uppy thing. What yeah. is that thing called? I don't know, the sucker upper? I don't know. Drive through. Like go with Flipper. it. <laughs> Yeah. it's the sucker effort yeah. <laughs> oh man good good times well do you want to give um i know we talked about maybe bringing your instrument do you want to just do like just a little hot second of a sample sure okay see this is a the title track for my um ep in like 2018 it's called don't apologize but, uh, okay. since we were talking about having uplifting messages and 
Okay. All that crap. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those. It's like a postcard, your own backyard. You can see that you are blessed. Your grass is greener than the rest, but that don't mean you're bound for what I see. Greens are not the only use. Yeah, you were born for baby blues, a fixture of they're in the sky. God gave you wings. Time is night, they all make promise. But you can fly. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Is that enough of a sample? Or are we gonna keep going? Yeah. No, that was so good. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> yay 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 i do want to share um when i was first introduced to you um after so we saw you first in rhythm and roots yes and it was i feel like this was probably i don't want to say it's traumatic because i felt like i was a little scared for you it was the time that you were the contract said one time and everybody was waiting <laughs> yeah that's so our, really fun day yeah so our buddy was like when you came up and you're like, hey, who are you guys waiting for? And he was the one that told you, you. And he said, we're waiting for you. And then <laughs> you're like. Oh, was that oh, him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's I like, was like, what? <laughs> no. No. No, you're not. Yeah. So and I get it. And, like, my guys are on the interstate. One was in the shower. <laughs> and then there was a wreck on the interstate. Like, oh. we're all well, it's a local festival for us, but then they got stuck on the interstate. Yeah. Um, that's when Dave Egar like saved the day and he just happened to be there and came up and joined the party. And then Yeah. Yeah. My favorite moment, that was actually that's one of those like favorite shows by yeah. where the drummer was gonna be the latest and we just told everybody <laughs> to clap as loud as they could whenever he got on stage. He was like, What is even happening? You know, this whole auditorium erupts for the drummer <laughs> right? at the party trying to sneak on stage. Yeah. That oh was my gosh. And then we had bourbon after because we got through it, but it stressed me. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought you did great. We were like, Oh gosh, I hope she doesn't like go in the back and throw up or like we were like, it's gonna be fine. Like whatever you can do, it's gonna be fine. So we put some good little juju out there for you yeah, for well, the it, it ended up being like a really fun kind of it was obviously thrown together last minute. It was totally not rehearsed, but it ended up being just the audience had so much good energy and yeah. they were so kind and everybody, you know, they played well. And then we had this interesting stair step effect where every couple songs, a new person came on stage. <laughs> yes. It was like by the end of the show, it was so funny because like the whole band was there by the end of the show, but it was just like, if people didn't know what would happen at the beginning, I feel like it was like a perfect like addition. Like, oh, this song includes this person. Oh, this. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And it was it was pretty cool to be part of like your sound check, and then like, well, you're here's the sound check and the show. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That was but funny. The, oh, and that was your friend. That was your friend. Yeah, yeah, GW. He's like, I probably traumatized her. <laughs> I dropped off. I was dropping off my instrument to go listen to another band before our sound check. And so <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, who are all these people in line for? Oh, oh 
He's like, you. Like, no. No, guys. I don't play now. And then I get to the sound crew and they're like, you're playing now. Why haven't you been here? Yeah. We're like, uh, oh, and you know what, though? Super side note, Mercury was retrograde at that time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is straight up Mercury and Gatorade. That's what we call it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, but I did want to add your um, confessions of an exhausted 30-something. I mean, yeah. crack me up. So, you know, we we had our daughter and by seven, she was like in a rocking chair knitting and crocheting. And then like I'm outside playing with her friends on scooters and stuff, you know. So when that song, I heard it and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so perfect, you know, because like everybody's doing everything out there. But really, you just want your gym jams on in your big comfy chair. Yes. 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 Side note. You might be the first person I've ever told this to in an interview. My big comfy chair, I gave it to my cousin, and he's the one that when he was two, he called French fries pinch pies. So this oh, just came to a circle. I can't even make it up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm going to order French fries at the credit union next time. Do it. They might give you a dum-dum. Maybe. She'll probably hit me in the head with the sucker. I mean... <laughs> I took my change in there last week, just in a big pillowcase. And then she came back out and she's like, here's your booby rocks. <laughs> there was booby rocks mixed in with the change. <laughs> oh, oh, good times. Yeah. Um, anything, something that I would like people to know. Uh, it's a long time coming. If you have been following my music, if you've not, it's going to be a surprise. So great, great thing. Um, but no, I've a, I'm working on an album right now. And hopefully be done by the end of the year. It's been a very slow process. Like there have been some just timing things. Um, I think it's it's working the way it's supposed to. I'm really excited though that it's currently being mixed. Okay. It's being mixed in Nashville. And because I trust my producer who is Barry Bills, um, people might know him as the bassist for Allison Krauss and Union Station, among a lot of other things that he does. Okay. Um, but I was at home and he was like, hey, did you realize that the guy mixing your album uh, just got some Grammys? And I was like, no. Or why? <laughs> um, honestly, I knew his first name. I didn't know his last name. I just knew Brandon was mixing my album and yeah. he said, I'm good. Who is this? Because all I know is it's Brandon. Well, it turned out it's Brandon Bell and and he mixed Brandy Carlisle's album that she won a bunch of Grammys So um, a lot of people have had comments about that it's taking my album a long time, which they are correct. But I feel like these amazing people are coming on board and helping it, you know, become something, you know. I, right. It's definitely something that I'm going to be proud of. It's going to be a nine song track um, or album and nine tracks in I don't know. Like I'm, I'm excited to show it to the world. Although I also have no idea when it's going to be done. So just hang in there and have some faith in me. And uh, I think you're going to like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's amazing. Not only that, I feel like too, kind of like whatever his process is. You know what I mean? Like just like you writing your songs is a process. Yeah. I mean, he's got his process, and so you want all the right energy into it too. Yeah, yeah. and um. Um, Barry has had a lot of um, interesting direction with everything um, and he's had some very like forward ideas where I would go you know I'm not I don't know if that's what I hear and he would say you know just trust me and see what you think after you hear it and then right. do it it's like oh man like 
why did I even, okay, yeah, 100% on board, you know, yeah, um, and there's hopefully going to be some cool artists, um, some guest artists, if we, if, if the stars align, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know, right, like, yeah. It, it, yeah, send all that this way, send all yeah, that, yeah, um, for sure, so, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be well worth the wait, so, okay, awesome, I cannot, well, I'm going to wait, but I'm very excited, and, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you need me, like, especially as it gets closer or if, like, you're running through things, I journal all the time, all the time. And so I even yeah. put that out there for anybody, any of the listeners or anything. Like, if you need extra help, you know, sometimes I got to put it in all caps because I'm like, are you listening, universe? You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> but people will message me all the time, you know, hey, can you journal for this? Or can you put this out there? Or can you just yeah. help me with this? And, I mean, I just put it out there and then... I just feel like it just really helps. Sometimes they get sent little booby rock packages to help. There with you it. Go. I mean, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to put the, the links in here. We're super excited for everything happening. And um, I, yeah, I can't wait to see you again. When When's your next show? Well, I had three fall through. Thanks for mentioning them. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no it's okay um it seems like things are gonna gear up in june okay um and then there are several good ones coming up after that but if if the stars align appropriately and i, I haven't made the official announcement yet but in june there's gonna be one at the down home back at the down home okay but it's gonna be an all-female songwriter in the round with some very talented ladies so um Woo! You know, my schedule will be updated soon online, but definitely just kind of keep an eye out for that. Maybe give a follow on social media because I think it would be a night very worth coming to because the other three women that will probably be with me are just amazingly talented. And I want to just go listen to them, you know, forget about me, but <laughs> you know, yeah, it'd be good. Night. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. That sounds amazing. I can't wait for that. Are you doing Rhythm and Roots this year? Um, it's not, there's not been the official okay. announcement yet. Okay, gotcha. There may be one small solo set happening. Okay. Word on the street, can't, can't confirm. Okay, <laughs> right. Well, you know how those street people are. They just yell stuff and, I mean, you yeah. can take it or leave it. I mean, I'm, I may see you there, I might. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you'll hear me before you see me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, if you find out that my time is different than what I thought, you just let me know. And yeah, you shout. right. I'll tell GW, like, G-Dub, because he's all over that schedule. I'm like, you need to tell Beth what time she's on. <laughs> she's playing, so she'll show up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and I want to say thanks a lot for the um one time at the one concert, you sent my bag. I mean, you sent my purse. Hey, I was at Rhythm Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good times. Oh, yes. Yeah. My, well, what do they call it here? Pocketbook. I'm sorry. Pocketbook. That's I'm right. st I still am not down with the lingo. We've lived here seven years, still not. I feel like that's interchangeable. I think a lot, plenty of people say purse. You're, you're on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, one last question. Are you, did you, are you from here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You grew up here? Um, I grew, yeah, I grew up in Kingsport and a lot of my family lives in southwest virginia as well over in gate city virginia okay um, i kind of claim tennessee and virginia both home yeah it's been a while. it seems like a i mean funny little mix right there 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this is such a great area. I mean, like you can get to anywhere super quick in what three, four different states in about a hot second. Yep. It's and honestly, as somebody, if you travel and play music, that it's a very convenient thing. (laughs) Right. When you're like, look, we've been to four states in 15 hours. (laughs) Oh. Oh man, good times. Of course, we need to tell them where to find you and stuff. Oh sure. Yeah. Um. Well, you can find me, so social media, it's at BethSnapMusic, and the website is BethSnapMusic.com, so easy enough. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and we'll put the, the links in the show, too. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Like, I'm putting all the good juju out there for all this amazing things that happened to you, and um, yeah, stay grounded this week. Woo! Thanks so much. Yeah, you too. We'll, we're in this together, right? I know, right? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Touch. Well, we will see you next time. Thanks so much. See ya. (laughs)